0: Welcome to Take A Wonder With Shebs, a travel podcast to highlight topics and talk in depth about how travel can have meaning in your life through the experiences you gain from exploring the world. How is this podcast different to other travel podcasts? The show's discussion points will talk about more than just destinations people can travel to, their favourite place for food, or how to travel hack. I'll dig deep into why and what that individual may have learnt from a destination or what impact an event or occasion has had on their life during their travels. No topics are off-limits. The podcast will aim to create suspense for listeners and leave you inspired to travel, learn and be a better person overall. My guest at this point is travel blogger Amanda O'Brien. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. How are you? Thank you. you. I'm delighted to be here. Brilliant. How are you and where in the world are you at the moment?
1: Uh, I am at my home in central London.
0: Before I go into your job, your career, tell everyone who don't know about you, who you are.
1: Hi, I'm Amanda O'Brien. I'm a travel blogger. Um, My blog is called The Boutique Adventurer. uh, And basically, I launched it for those people that love to travel, that are a little bit older, that still want to have adventures, but would like a high thread count on their sheets in the evening and a nice glass of wine to finish the day. So four-star luxury, I call it.
0: Just get a bit of it background of who you are earlier really, and how you actually fell in love with travel so what's your early days like i can hear a australian accent yeah. for starters so how did you begin your journey and move across eventually to London, where you are based?
1: So I was born in Australia. Um, I had a father who was a very big traveler who like went on the boat at 18, like back in the 50s from Australia over to Europe and stayed with the nuns and actually lived funnily enough in Shepherd's Bush for a while where I now live. And when I was 11, um, his job promoted him and we moved to the United States. So we lived in Texas for a year and we lived in Seattle for three years and I developed a terrible Australian Texan accent. <laughs> um, so that and while we were over there my dad was like well we need to go and see everything we need to travel as much as possible and maximize this time and that's really where my passion for travel started and both my brothers are the same they just have boring jobs they're not travel bloggers um so moved back to Australia when I was 15 I guess always had the travel bug plus like that was the 1980s when it came time after university to go backpacking around Europe when I was 23 it didn't phase me and I loved it and wanted to see more so then about Fast forward to when I was 30 uh, and I'd just gotten married. We didn't want to start a family yet, blah, blah, blah. We wanted to have adventures and earn pounds. So we moved to England. Uh, and I, my mother was Scottish and my ex's mother was English. So we did that and I was working in corporate marketing there, which we can touch on more later. Um, so that's when I moved to London. And then about six years ago, I decided to see if I wanted to live in Australia again. And I went back and I lived in Sydney for a year. And to cut a long story short, I didn't, but that is also the year that I discovered my blog. So it also kind of changed things as well.
0: When you initially first started working, Was it a job that you enjoyed doing or was it something that you felt as though you were going to be moved away eventually?
1: I'm actually a bit different in that I actually did enjoy what I did. So I studied economics and then marketing. And so my first job out of university was in marketing. I was actually marketing films back in Australia. So that was pretty good. And then I went into toys, all the fun stuff, uh, before I get consumer goods and lots of processed cheese and um, ready meals and all that kind of thing. So I actually loved working in marketing. But what happened was As I got older, I got more senior and I got up to like a marketing director Mm -hmm. in my early 30s and suddenly I didn't enjoy it as much because I I actually liked the job, right? I liked figuring out what people wanted and coming up with ad campaigns with the agency and developing new products with the R&D guys. I did not like sitting in a meeting room with a bunch of other people. You didn't actually do stuff and I really didn't enjoy that. It was like, well, this isn't what I was about, which is I think when I started to question well, I don't know that I really want to keep doing this anymore because I don't want to become more senior and I don't know that I want to keep doing this level of job because it's not satisfying to me.
0: You left and started a blog, as you said there, and to start a blog as well is quite a, a risk. So did you analyse that risk before you started?
1: About six years ago, I just I was leaving. I was working for b and Q. I I was their um, communication director. And I left and I was like, okay, I should now try going back to Australia because I kept saying one day I'll go back, one day I'll go back. So I went to Sydney, I didn't like it, I thought I'll be a marketing director again. I couldn't find the right role. Um, So while I was looking I thought you know what I don't know how to build a website and like when I was growing up in marketing I knew how to do tv ads and packaging, I knew how to do all that like the back of my hand and I knew about digital and I had always been very passionate about digital but I didn't know like how you build things from scratch. So I thought okay I'm going to build a website while I'm doing this. And I thought it would be a hobby. And I was always a huge traveller and I'd always been very into photography. So I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, it should be about, you know, my love of boutique hotels and it should be travel and using my photography. So that's what I did, not thinking that it would be a career. Uh, And then I got back to the UK and decided to take a little bit of time off. And I was like, oh, I can't do nothing. I'm going to spend some more time on the blog because it's fun. And that's when I sort of fell in love with it. Uh, And I had a close friend from university who runs a website called heavy.com that's based in the US. And I knew that he was earning a lot of money from that uh, because we talked a lot about it and he used to, you know, pick on my marketing brain and doing things. So I thought, you know what, I think I can do this, but I think it's going to take three or four years before I can earn decent Mm. income from it. So what I did was I was like, well, I can't be a full-time marketing director again because I'll never be bothered doing it. So I started doing consulting work. Uh, And I thought, I'm just going to try and see if I can do consulting and then have the time for the blog. And the idea was over three or four years, less consulting, more blog time as it earned money. And that's actually kind of what's happened.
0: The consulting job, was that Mm -hmm. on a freelance basis or were you working part time or how did that work?
1: So where it ended up, actually, I don't know if you know the university, UCL. Um, I've been working with them for the last five years and what started off as uh, two days a week for eight weeks to help them with some digital marketing. Well, five years later, I'm kind of still doing stuff for them. So I ended up with that. It always was quite kind of relaxed about how things worked and I worked with different faculty, So it would be sort of, here's the task. It's I can do like a couple days a month for three months. That's how long it will take me to do it. Uh, and mostly, obviously, I'm working with them on their websites uh, and improving their content and their SEO.
0: If you find a company that allows you that has your values in terms of what you want to do then you could you could still travel did When you started the consultancy, when you, I'm assuming you were still traveling at that time, you you were always traveling. did you feel as though, actually, this is really good. I can can do everything that I want in terms of travel, but I'm also working at the same time.
1: I always wanted to be my own boss, but I didn't know doing what. And I've been, if you work in consumer goods for a long time, you get burnt because, you know, when you're junior, you have to get rid of all the stuff that's gone out of Mm. date and all that sort of stuff. So I had like a horror of spending a lot of money up front for a business and being stuck with things. So when I realized, I was like, you know what? I think I can make this work. And plus my background in marketing has been extremely helpful, I think. And because I love SEO, I absolutely love it. That's like my favorite thing to do. Um, But a lot of my skills or my ability to do that comes from that marketing background. So I think it was this wonderful Mix of my favorite hobbies that were travel and photography with the things I most enjoyed about the job I'd done in marketing, which was analyzing things and being strategic and figure out, oh, I can do this or I should do that. And it kind of has come together really, really well.
0: Where is the blog today then? The challenges that you faced over time and how, there's a lot of questions here. How crowded is the market yeah. specifically that you're in right now, the niche that you're in?
1: Well, now I get um, over a quarter of a million page views a month um and yeah with media vine and um so it's doing very well and it is well monetized uh and i've also got a bigger presence on social media but most of what i'm doing comes from the blog and it's about the advertising so i do earn money from affiliates but the advertising is the key thing that drives the money that i earn starting a blog
0: is it might sound easy but there's a lot of that work that goes into it and there's still there's still a negative connotation attached to Especially travel bloggers, a lot of people still think, "Oh, it's not a proper job." So people, <laughs> I get that all the time. yeah. So I'm assuming you get that quite a bit. So what does it take to get to the level that you are? Because your background is something that maybe helped you going forward. There's a lot of travel bloggers that I've spoken to over the last couple of years. And this is their first job. They've just got into it, maybe come out of university, and they love travel. All they want to do is be in this sector, and it allows them to travel. But you see maybe their stuff, and you think quality maybe lacks. They haven't got maybe a business model. They haven't got, I guess, long-term goals. So for you, do you, you think working in a, a an environment where there's, like, or high standards anyway, you, you you kind of had a know-how to, to get to that position?
1: What I had, I didn't know what the answer was, but I knew the process to follow to get to it. So I sort of knew, and also I think a big difference was I was willing to spend some money to do it. So one of the things I decided to do early on was, right, I'm going to go to travel conference, travel blogging conferences. And that was a game changer for me. And I didn't know which ones to go to. So I read about four different ones and I just paid and booked to go. And I didn't even know about post trips or anything like that back then. I was like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to pay for my flights and accommodation um, and for the actual conferences. And that was probably the single best thing I ever did because, and most of it was the people I met. And I met people that have actually become close friends that were game changers in terms of helping me understand particularly seo um, but also just helping me understand how the whole blogging thing worked you know because you get there and people think it's just oh you sit there and write articles yeah. when that's absolutely the, a smaller percentage of your time so i think being willing to invest to do things like that was really helpful and that came from my business background if you've got to invest to, to get ahead and also the ability to analyze like i was all over google analytics from day one and I would look at things like, oh, I'm not getting clicks, but look, my impressions are going right up. So I know if my impressions are going up, the clicks are going to follow. So now I'm feeling comfortable and I was able to check what what have other blogs done and kind of track what I was doing a lot and where I was coming in search. So that helped keep me motivated doing that. Um, But it's a huge amount of work and you have to do it for a long time. I mean, it took me sort of three years i think before i started to make even a dollar from it
0: perseverance and consistency then is Absolutely. very important so Absolutely. when people are when people when you start it would you say keep your 95 job or whatever you may have keep that and then work work on this on the side so the way i think i i well i i recommend people when they ask me is You're going to have to work long hours, maybe seven days a week for at least a couple of years before you even get to any position. Would that be the advice that you would give as well to someone?
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to stop and then I'll become a blogger. And I was, no, 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 no. Think about transition. You know, think about do it on the weekends, as you said, and during your holidays. And then see if you can get a little bit of extra leave from work to have some time on it. Then maybe see with work, can you go to four days a week? And then you Mm -hmm. can put a day into it. And I think it's all about the transition and keeping that income coming in so you can pay the bills and take care of everything, but also allowing yourself enough time that you can put that genuine work in and not just when you're exhausted at the end of the day because, you know, to to make for a successful blog, you need that energy uh, and that passion and motivation to make it happen, and it's hard to do that when you're really tired (laughs) from working all week.
0: Security as well. So this is where if if you've got security, you know there's an income coming in. You don't have to rely on the blog immediately to – the bills really yeah when you exactly. have that security you can then concentrate on quality and then can you can create and research into how to make the blog a better and as you said it's it's you have to persevere to get to the position i can give you I mean, my example would be yeah. it's taken me a few years to get to this position and i'm just i like think i'm just about getting noticed but there's a lot of hard slog. I'm still slogging, by the way. There's still time. Me too. <laughs> you, you still have to. and you still. But short term, yes, you're going to be working long hours. But just think of the, the results at the end of it where when you get to a stage five, six, seven years down the line mm. where you may not have to be working as hard. But I also say, though, there will be because it keeps changing travel writing keeps changing if you look at travel articles from 30 years or even 20 years ago 10 even 10 years ago sorry if you look at articles from 10 years ago to articles now you still have to keep changing the way you and it's transitioning and it's writing in different ways learning along the way and i'd say i'd ask you actually do you have any men do you still have mentors or do you ask your friends on what to do is that something that you that you have in your in your career
1: absolutely i've got a few sort of fellow bloggers that we are always bouncing stuff off each other and saying what do you think about this and chatting about what's working for us and what's not and i would hate to be without that and also i'm a mediavine publisher so I don't know if you know mediavine um so actually i've just recently started the mediavine publishers london group so now like we do meetups and then it's it people from all different types of blogs so then you can chat about well what's working in finance blogs and what's working over here and then you might think about it in a whole new way of thinking god I never tried that before I never thought about doing something like that in travel. Um so I think I'm always very interested in talking to other people on what they're doing and learning and swapping tips and hints. Take about you talked
0: about when you paid and just went to all of these events. The key thing there was networking and how networking is so important within this industry. As you said before, you might think writing the articles that the main bit, but actually other bits, other parts of the job is more important. For me, networking is a big factor to it. Explain to people why you think networking is important.
1: Yeah, Shaz, I totally agree with you. Um it's critical to, to kind of get to network, to get known. Firstly, there's the learning element, like you learn from other people and what they're doing and comparing notes and hints and tips and stuff like that. It, this is an industry which is about who you know. And once you develop a reputation that you're reliable, you do good work, you'll get you know PRs recommending you because... The word of mouth becomes really important in this Is it's not just somebody who's a dilettante not really into it because, you know, tourism boards and everybody, they want people that are going to be reliable, that are going to deliver on what they say they're going to do, that are going to be on time, that are good to work with, all those sorts of things. And it's hard to find that unless you ask somebody. So so the, the some of the key things that tourism boards and partners are looking for is stuff you really need to know someone to be able to attest to that fact. Um, and the, the one other thing I would add is, it's not just the in person networking. I think the Facebook groups are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And particularly when you're starting out, um, just as a place to go and ask questions, to be motivated and also, you know, you then you you're talking to people online and then it's so much easier if you're at something to go, Oh my gosh, yeah, we, we have messages on Facebook. You know, it's it's a great introduction then as well, or way to way to meet people as well.
0: Blog itself, just tell everyone specifically what you do. Do you see it? Going from where it is right now to something else, perhaps, uh, uh, the niche may change. Would you have to develop as time goes on?
1: So with my blog, again, and I, I probably approach it very differently because I'm a marketer. So I started with this whole idea about boutique hotels, which I loved. Um, but I also had this notion of, well, there's a certain age you get to when you've got a little bit more money and you can travel a bit more, but you don't want to do fly and flop holidays or go on a cruise. You still want to have the t- do the kinds of things you might have done in your 20s when you backpacked, but you sure as heck don't want to sleep in a youth hostel. So that's when I came up with this idea the boutique adventurer because I like names that do what it says on the tin and I developed like a hat logo because I thought like a, a hat kind of made me feel like those, you know, those people that went off into Africa with their gin and tonic carts, you know, going into un, unexplored regions of the world. So again, initially, as I said earlier, it was a hobby and it was a way to learn about building websites. Then when I realized, nope, this is a way I can earn money, I've been developing that. I mean, I think it is harder now when you're a general travel site as I am. Yes, I've got a very specific target audience niche, but I don't have a geography niche. I mean, I do tend to write more about North America and Europe than anywhere else. Uh, And I think if you were to start a new blog with a general blog right now, it would be really tough. For people wanting to get started, I would recommend you choose some kind of niche, whether it's geography-based or solo travel or, you know, green travel or whatever it might be. I think you you can't just be Amanda on her travels anymore. That's just I don't think that option's available. It's too difficult to build that brand and that name. Um, I'm not looking to kind of develop my site to sell it or have a hundred employees or anything like that. Uh, I want to keep just working me yeah. and contracting out work. So I don't want to have a big business. Uh, and so for me more, the extension has been because I love the SEO so much. I launched three other websites in different niches. So right. I kind of see it now as travel is a bit more sensitive, you know, to economic downturns, to big, terrorist attacks to changes in life so i wanted also to have a couple of other sites in different niches that i felt were not were a little bit safer and stronger than that so i kind of spread the risk out
0: that's good business Mm. sense actually because you're again security you're protecting your yourself from anything that might may happen potentially in the future so security again isn't it in terms of You've got other blogs, and they're not related to travel itself. And what I was looking—the word I was looking for before—was evolving. So the, the the blogs will evolve with time, anyway, and that will be a natural thing. And it, you, you explain there that you don't want to employ other people, and that which is fine because a lot of people just want to work for themselves. And it's a case of how can you keep yourself motivated? And it sounds like from what you've just told us, you're very, very motivated individual and i'm sure you're not going to rest on your laurels and and just keep it the way it is i'm sure you'll develop different things and then you never know you your blog might turn into potentially a tv show and i've got a friend by the way who had a blog now it's turned into a tv show so any anything is possible within this sector so blog is another way of i say it's your own media you're your own media operation aren't you and then there's so much opportunity
1: it's out of date now like I just don't think we have a new word yet like I don't like saying I'm a travel blogger because I do multiple blogs and you know I I mean I I played with digital publisher but I think that sounds really clumsy and you know I'm not a good murderer I haven't even found the right way to describe what it is that I do um but I I feel it's more a website than a blog Mm. blog always makes me think of people doing like a personal journal and that's completely not my site um or any of my sites So, but that's part of, you know, doing kind of a new career, right? This career didn't exist 20 years ago. Of course. It it takes time to define. And as you said, I think because it's fairly new, it's going to keep evolving. And it's, it's dependent on how people consume the internet, right? And it's also as changes from Google and Google's changes come because we change how we consume media off the internet. And I think everybody is Googling is searching more and more detailed things these days. Like, you know, like I think we all feel free to like Google everything and get very detailed about our requests, which means Google wants more detailed content. So I think that's also going to have an impact on travel and what kind of information people are after and what's going to do well on Google. And because I think, you know, doing well on Google and SEO is, is absolutely critical to the success of anybody with a travel website.
0: Well, I want to wish you the best of luck with the blog. It sounds like you're in a great position, you've built it up beautifully over the last few years what i want to do is just want to just find out a little bit for people know a little bit more about your travels as well Mm. have you got any experience you've traveled a lot from what we've what we've known so far you've lived lived in loads of places but anything that would you say that was a very transformational experience that you look back and think that was like a key moment in in my travels?
1: For me, it was climbing Kilimanjaro. And I did it when I was 40, because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be so depressed about turning 40. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find something to do. And I was like, well, I can't feel old if I can climb a mountain. And I was never athletic as a kid, right? I didn't think I was good at those things. Mm. And I got into running kind of in my late twenties, early thirties. And it was so something I wouldn't do, if you know what I mean. And I did all this training for it. And and, you know, I had to go and sleep in tents, which is so not me, but it had to be done. Um, and it was the most amazing experience. And I'll never forget being just about to summit. And the whole time I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm going to do this. And when I realized I'm going to make it, and I started crying. And I thought, no, no, you can't cry. You need all your energy. And I've got an amazing photo. It's in my living room, actually. It's behind me. Um, uh, the sunrise from the top of Kilimanjaro that I took. And I keep that photo around because it was this wonderful moment of going, I almost feel differently about myself. I'm now a person that could do this and I thought I wasn't a person who could do this and, you know, I think that travel experience made me feel like, you know, more anything's possible and I shouldn't get stuck thinking, oh, I'm this kind of person that does these things. There's no reason I can't push myself and go beyond anything I thought I was uh, and how incredible the feeling is when you do that.
0: You think you can actually, if I can't climb, Kilimanjaro I can achieve anything. Yeah, because and again, I think it goes down to the mindset, doesn't it? Where if you don't have the right mindset, then with, with like the blog or with any any job, you're not going to achieve or or get to the position where you may deserve to anyway. And I was just thinking actually, because I'm a big tennis fan, I was thinking of a player, Australian. You might know the Australian guy, Nick Kyrgios. He's he's got all the ability, but just doesn't seem to have that mindset to become a a slam champion. And it just shows you there what you did climbing that Kilimanjaro. If you can achieve that with the right mindset, then you can achieve anything.
1: Kind of, you know, when you're feeling a bit, oh, I think, gosh, you know, if you can do that, you never would have thought, if someone had said to me, even when I was 25, you're gonna do that. And I'll be like, no way, that's never gonna happen. Um so yeah, it's it's always a good one for reframing, I guess, how you think about opportunities so, <laughs> and how you define yourself really.
0: And just one more question. So just so people listening again in terms of who you are again, what what key message can you give to someone who's looking to travel start up a travel blog and get to the position that you are?
1: I I think I would say think about your audience. Um, So instead of thinking about what you want to do, you want to combine things you're passionate with with where there's a genuine gap in the market and where you can provide information for people. Like you need to think about it from the perspective of who's the person reading, going to read this and why would they enjoy it or get something out of it. That's what being a marketing person trains you to do is always, you're always thinking about the audience and what they need and want. Um, And I think that's the best guide to get to a good travel block.
0: Well, Amanda, we've come to the end of our talk it's been lovely having you on before i before i let you go just tell everyone where they can find you your blog and your socials
1: thank you so it's the boutiqueadventurer.com and i'm under the Boutique Adventurer on tiktok instagram facebook twitter all of them so um yes i'd love to see you guys online or on my site
0: amanda thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate your time and i'll speak to you very soon
1: great thanks so much
0: that's it for take a wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to leave a comment and like this episode and you can follow me on all of my social media platforms under the handle Shebs the wanderer
1: Until next time, bye for now.